welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. And we just discussed right before I got recording that you have listened to the past episodes like this. And like I told you, I have a broad idea of what I want to talk about, but I also don't know what I want to talk about it uh, or talk about. And you were totally cool with that. Um, and we'll see kind of where this where this takes me. Now, you were asking me about my gallon of water. Uh, are you... Are you going through the the maintain the gain stuff or, or is this just common knowledge about the gallon of water? Where did that comment actually come from? Because that was quite clever on your part. Yeah, uh, I am going through your maintain the gains course. And uh, and one of the, Oh, you signed up for that. Oh, yeah. I haven't introduced <sighs> okay, myself I, I was, yet um, on the website. But yeah, I'm, I've been keeping up to date with all the video modules and um, and it's awesome. But Okay. Yeah. Um, let me, I need a little context here because I may have to, I don't, I really don't want to start this kind of like coming down on you, but I'm, I did you, so did you sign up when the, there was a coupon code out there or did you sign up afterwards? So you, you threw out the coupon code that Friday, I think on one of your fireside chats and I missed it because I was, uh, I was on travel for work, but, um, I came across, I, I can't remember where, but I did find, um, you gave out a coupon that I was able to use and I bought the course the following Monday. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, the fireside chat, yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, so you signed up when the coupon code actually was still good. Yep. So that does mean that I, I kind of have a bone to pick with you. I mean, we're now, I don't know, what is it? What day are you on? Day like 10 no, videos? No, I'm on day five. I, I mean, day nine, no, okay, no, so you're day little, nine, you, day nine. I just did day nine. Okay. But you're up to date. Okay. So, I mean, that's, and I'm, and this is actually me just being curious too. Um, for listeners context, I should probably give that. I just recently launched, um, uh, let me offer up a little bit more context. I, at one point kind of lost control of my health, if you will. And I became a big boy and the unique part of my, you know, kind of getting healthy again was that because of the other business that I that I have, there's a YouTube channel there. And I've been doing videos on that channel for literally years. But the point being that the point or the time when I was that big boy, I was doing videos. So some people have literally seen kind of the progress unfold over the past you know extended period of time. We're now uh, videos on this channel. I look a whole lot different than I did way back when. So that's kind of one of those I enjoy because people are like, well, where's your proof that your strategy actually works? It's like, actually, I can answer that very, very, uh, I don't want to say flawlessly, but I mean, here's my video trail over, you know, uh, several years, not several years, but a few years uh, where people see the transition. So point being, people have seen that. And then I've gotten over time, over time, over time, hey, do you have anything? How did you do that? Hey, what did you do here? And just questions like, wow, I've noticed a big difference, Clay. What did you do? So I was like, all right, well, let me just put something together. So I don't know how long I was putting together. At first, it was just going to be a course. And then somebody else was like, oh, it should be like an online boot camp where you send out. I was like, okay, well, that so that added another two months to the project. So I don't know. I, I've been putting together this thing for like five, six months. And I just released it as of the recording of this, um, basically, I guess, nine days ago, 10 days ago. And I did not know that you had signed up for it, but part of it uh, is you get videos every so often. And then part of the videos is it'll tell you what to do with action items. And one of these action items was that you're supposed to start to introduce yourself, get involved in the online community and Kainoa bringing it back to you. 
I have not seen you in the online community. And if you're on day nine or 10, you're well past when you should have introduced yourself in the community. So, I mean, what, what's, what's going on with that? Yeah, no, I definitely, um, it's not necessarily an excuse per se. I think I've just been kind of busy and I, I haven't taken the time to, uh, write out, you know, an introduction about myself and what my goals are. And I'm, I'm meaning to, um, but I just haven't set the time aside yet to do so. Um, so you're not opposed to it. You just haven't had the time. Yeah. And honestly, not having a time is, it's not a valid excuse either. I mean, I could do it, you know, 10, 20 minutes, but I just haven't done it yet, but I do want to do it and I plan on doing it. Um, Oh, but yeah. Okay, I was just asking because, I mean, this is all genuine on my part because I'm sitting here saying I, I know more people signed up than what – I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like we have crickets in the in the online community that part comes part of the boot camp. But it's like I, I don't know. I, I feel like there should be a little bit more activity. So do people think this is stupid? Do people just not even want to do it? Does this just not help people? What is actually going on? So that's actually very helpful that, yeah, you, you do want to do it. You plan on doing it. You just are, you know, you, you, you have a life outside of this and you're, you're a little busy. So that, that does, um, that's helpful. It makes me feel a little bit better because, you know, I don't want to say I was over here, you know, waving the white flag or anything like that. But there was definitely some curiosity as far as where, where are some of these people being interactive at? But, well, good. I've actually, will, um, uh, I've been keeping up with the online community too. And, and, you know, keep up with the latest posts and what people are saying. And I find that very useful too. So I have been, I have been active on the, on the site and taking advantage of the okay, different cool. things you guys, uh, you've set up here. So you have just not even part, I mean, participating being defined as you actually typing stuff up and submitting posts, mm -hmm. but you're saying that just by participating via reading and observing what other people are saying, you found that helpful. Absolutely. Okay, good. Have you been following uh, Tony? Tony, yes. Um, I mean, I've seen posts from him. Can't remember. Uh, TWDT is his uh, is his forum name. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. He he did. Uh, he he posted like the picture of his blender yes. that he got as a gift. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's. I think he's on. Uh, he's. I mean, I would argue. This is my here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my my premise is this if and I think I'm just I think it's wrong though, based on what you've told me, but I'm like, well, apparently the only people that are gonna have any success with this are those posting in the forums. But I I think I gotta rethink that based on what you're telling me, because you're you're not posting in the forums just because you you don't have as much time as you want, but you're also benefiting from them. So it's not like you're not utilizing them. So I think I gotta rethink what how i'm defining those people that are taking it quote unquote serious serious because you are caught up on all the video modules right yep you said yep and i've been following everything you've been saying and um so yeah even though i haven't necessarily participated in the site i'm definitely utilizing everything from it so far okay awesome now i, I you're how you're 24 25 and i actually turn i turned 26 on uh about a week from now, the 25th, March. Awesome. Uh, my son just had his birthday yesterday, March 13th. So, um, yeah, you, uh, March is a good month to be born in. So my question is, are... Are, I mean, you're 25. Do you feel unhealthy right now? Are you unhealthy? Or, and I don't mean to pry, but I guess I'm just kind of trying to think more of, 
um, just kind of what's going on in your mind because you, you're very you have a good mental fortitude as we're going to figure out as this all goes on. Because the for listeners, as a general spoiler alert, uh, well, I don't know. I guess it's probably going to be in the title, but Kainoa is debt free right now, and that's why I want to really talk about. It. I'm just hey, man, let, I want to get into the mind of somebody that's come over. You know, the the, the hurdle of being debt free. So I, I, but now knowing that you are part of the the maintain the gains, which I had no idea. But so I mean. What was your thought process behind that? Or are you are you just really unhealthy right now? Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm unhealthy, but there's always room for improvement to become more healthy and in better shape and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when I saw that you released this course, um, I mean, in general, I... Boot camp. Boot, boot camp. camp. And I like the boot camp. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always... I really enjoy your material. And uh, so I figured, you know... I'm sure I'll be able to learn something from this. And um, so I didn't hesitate to get your courses. I mean, your, your, you know, sign up for your boot camp. And, um, <laughs> and so far it's been great. You know, it's really driving home um, how important it is to eat healthy and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, for instance, uh, when I went shopping at the grocery store this week, you know, I was le- reading the, the labels, putting them through the black magic scanner and um, making sure that there's no, uh, you know, harmful ingredients in the food that I'm getting. And I didn't really. There's a lot of garbage out there, isn't oh there? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, it's just it, it was really good for me to, um, you know, get that kind of driven back in my head and focus on, you know, eating healthy and stuff. For the most part, I eat healthy and I exercise frequently. Um, but, you know, what I'm getting from your, your boot camp so far is definitely helping me. uh really focus on, you know, the organic, healthy, whole foods that we're supposed to be eating as human beings, you know? Right. And what I think I, I wish, and, and I get it because there's a price tag. So anybody can always throw the card in my face. Well, you just are saying that because you want people to sign up and that's fair. I don't have a rebuttal to that other than the fact that I'm, I'm glad that you were, you're saying you're not unhealthy, but you want to be more healthy. Or I think and I don't mean to speak for you, but this is what, because I see it a lot right now is some of the younger people are like, well, what? I, no, I, I don't need anything. I'm totally healthy. And it's like, yeah, I know what you mean, but your metabolism is still super high right now. And don't be like me where it's like, oh, crap, what just happened? And you got to do all this extra stuff now. Whereas if you can just be proactive like you're doing, I think that's awesome that you're recognizing, you know what? I am. I'm not like, a, you know, unhealthy, but... Let me, let me learn these systems because if you if you do it, you, you're you're not going to actually ever backslide. I mean, it's, you, and that's just uh, you know, you go to like your high school reunion and you're like, oh, <laughs> whoo, what you know? And I, but I mean, if if you can at least put systems in place right now when you are healthy, when you are still firing on all cylinders, then you know that that's just going to keep you where you are, and you're not going to be like me who backslid into. And, and I'm I'm somebody that grew up playing sports, athletic. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I can eat whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. I'm still healthy. And then before I knew it, I, I look like a wrecking ball. And it's like, okay, well, so what happened there? I, I wish I didn't let myself get to that point. Um, so that's good that you're being proactive against all of it and not uh, – but, I mean, that's just – pick up on what he said, listeners. That's, that's why I wanted to talk with him. 
he wants to get more healthy. He wants to learn more. That's just that's the that's a go getter right there. Somebody that's always wanting a little bit more, not in a you know a bad greedy sense, just in you know wanting to make sure that they're they're putting themselves in the best place possible. All right, well. I know some will probably accuse us that that was all stage, a massive sales pitch, but I assure you, I had no idea. He just made a comment about my water, and I was thinking, wait, how do you know to make that comment? And uh, it, it played out from there. But I, good. I'm glad you're enjoying. I'm glad you do have plans to uh, participate here. Um, and the uh, actually, my wife will enjoy this. Have you done any of the meals that are part of the real meal guide? No, I have not yet. Oh, my wife's gonna be crying. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think she listens well, to these anyways. But. I will. Okay. All right. There we and go. I'll let you know. No. Let- okay. Cool. Cool. Well, I, I was. I was trying to get you on my wife's good side, <laughs> but now she's probably gonna be like, "Oh, kind of. Oh, yeah, kind of." <laughs> but uh, all right. So you are debt free. Right, right. Right before we get to that, I love the way you pronounce quinoa. It's just like my name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Are you saying I don't pronounce it right? No. Well, you were saying quinoa, and I was like waiting for you to be like, <laughs> oh, "Yeah, that's right." Yeah, I forgot. I I kept screwing it up, didn't I? Yeah, and I was waiting for you to be like, "Oh, we got." You know, I know someone in the community named Kinoa, and I keep thinking about him, but no, I didn't get the shout out. No, but I'm just kidding. Oh, so, <laughs> well, uh, uh, would you like me to go back and record no, no, that no. video module so I can give you? No, All right. I mean, give me a hard time. I didn't realize you were that high maintenance, but I guess <laughs> that's the whole idea behind this is I get to learn more about people. Um, for a little more context, how did I even meet Kainoa? I should probably set that up through the other business. Um, he's uh, interested in the stock market and all that, which is where the other business is. I met him through there and I have a podcast for that. I've interviewed him. You've only been on one episode of that, right? Yep. Okay. And have I interviewed you for the live webinars? I feel yeah, like I have. Yeah, we did, we did a live webinar right after the podcast. Okay. I do remember that now. Okay. So I've talked with Kainoa before. Uh, I've never met him in person though, because uh, for the, again, the other company, sometimes we'll do meet and greets around the country and hang out with people, but you've never come to any of those. Although you should try to get to the one in Michigan. I'm, I would try um, this summer. This summer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. That, that'd be... I don't know any details other than this summer in Michigan on the West Coast, someplace on Lake Michigan, the West Coast of Michigan. That is, yep. not the uh, the West Side, but I'll definitely be um, happy to. Um, yeah, that'd be you definitely know. That'd be to, pretty solid. Yeah. So okay, that is how I know I met Kainoa. He's not. Let me put it this way, because I know past people I've interviewed, I'm like, no, these, these are people from like my friend circle, people I surround myself with. Kainoa is not like that. However, if he lived close, I would totally want to be his friend. I don't know if he would want to be my friend, but I would be like, hey, buddy, can I be your friend? And but so he is definitely the type of person that, you know, iron sharpens iron. I consider uh, Kainoa a, a piece of iron, but you are debt free, right? That wasn't a, a you weren't trying to change the topic because you did something stupid, <laughs> did you? No, no. Yeah, I'm debt free. Okay. And you have gone through the the slab money method course, which is here at Clay Trader or not see I can't even keep up, <laughs> which is here at moneywithclay.com. That is you took the slab course, right? Yep. Okay. And I, I guess let's just walk walk me walk listeners through, walk me through I mean your journey. Um I, I do know that and I remember you have a, a awesome grandpa, but mm-hmm. I mean what kind of debt was this? How did you get in the, the debt? And uh, maybe what was your, your your view on debt growing up? But I guess kind of just I'll let you 
talk about whatever you think is is relevant for this, but I mean, kind of give uh, listeners a little bit more background. Yep. Um, so always growing up, I've always just kind of had a mind for being financially stable, financially responsible. Um, and I've always just kind of envisioned myself, you know, one day I want to be financially wealthy and financially free and stuff like that. Um, so when I was getting ready to go to college, um, just long story short, it came down to I, I wanted to both study engineering and run track. And the two schools that were going to be able to give me that opportunity were um, University of Massachusetts Dartmouth or University of Vermont. And the thing was, was uh, UVM was a very expensive school. And then on the other end, UMass Dartmouth had was an in-state school and it wasn't as expensive I could still run track there, and they were um, had a well-known engineering program. So I made the decision to go to UMass Dartmouth. Can you give the numbers, or are you not comfortable doing that? Oh. I'm curious, like, what, what was the comparison number-wise as far as, you know, tuition, tuition? costs and all that? Um, I think UVM was going to be, like, you know, upwards between 40 or 50 grand a year. And I'm not sure what I would have been able to get for financial aid for there. Um, but with UMass Dartmouth being an in-state school um, – I think it was about twenty five grand a year for for tuition, um, and then on side from that though, so since I just did decide to go to UMass Dartmouth, I did get good financial aid because I was a uh, I didn't grow up with my biological parents. I grew up with my aunt and uncle, and I was able to um, sign, like save myself that I was independent. That makes sense when you do financial aid. I said that I was an independent, um, so I didn't have to put down like my parents' inf- uh, financial information, which just led to me getting good financial aid. Does so you, yeah. it does no, and I'm just thinking here because I I can I can see some people just saying, well, you know, I didn't grow up with my biological parents. I mean, so what was me? Life's out to get me. What what am I supposed to do? But I love how you're like, but I'm going to use that in my advantage here. And hey, if that's how the system works, I like it. And you were able to. So you had that little tweak in the system, if you will. And then you were also getting money because you were going to be on on the track team, right? So it's kind of like a double whammy. Um, I actually, well, it was a division three school. So for in, in regards to sports, so they don't give money to athletes well, they give it in the academic form right maybe i'm not sure if it had any um you know did a, you get some money though because i i did i just bring this up because i mean i had i'm very similar path as i could have played football at like a division three a smaller school but it's like holy crap that's a lot of money but they're not like allowed to give athletic scholarships right, right. if i remember right yeah but they I don't know how they do it, but don't they rearrange it in, in other different forms? At the time, I think it did help me um, with the student loans in the long run, but I don't I don't remember uh, if it actually did how. Um, but yeah, the reason why I brought up the financial aid is just because um, when I mentioned that UMass Dartmouth has you know in state tuition of twenty five grand, I did not end up owing that full amount when I graduated of you know four years of twenty five grand each. But we can get into how much I owed and stuff like that. All right, cool. Now you knew that you wanted to study engineering. Awesome. What what went into that decision? How did you know that you wanted to do engineering, uh, or is that just something that since a little kid you've always wanted to be an engineer? 
Um, well, when I was younger and going through, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, my favorite subjects were math and science, and that's what I did well in. Um, and so when I was getting ready to go to college, I actually originally wanted to um, do architecture. Um, but my grandfather, like you mentioned before, talked about how the job market for architects is not that great at the time. And then he encouraged me to get into engineering. And because I liked math and science and as well as, you know, it's a, it's a great job market after you graduate. Um, you know, I, I wanted to do engineering. Now, did you seek out your, your grand, your grandfather's advice or did he just know that, Oh, I know Kainoa, he's thinking about architecture. I, I better pull him aside because that was some good wisdom on his part. I mean, how did that actually, did you seek him out or did he just flat out laid on you? I think he, and it wasn't, I think he gave me advice. I didn't necessarily seek it from him, but it also wasn't like my heart was sent or set on architecture. I was just, that was just kind of like, um, you know, I think him and I were having a conversation. I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. And he said, oh, no, you should do engineering. And he was a former engineer himself. And um, and I really emulate him and stuff. So it, it didn't take much convincing for me to, you know, get into engineering instead. That makes and sense. And I love yeah. I, I, I love the whole job market because that's what just drives me up the wall when people are getting these degrees in the history of deep fried Twinkies <laughs> and it's like, okay, so best case you're working at a, a carnival deep frying. What, what kind of job market do you think there is for some of these degrees out there? You know, and it's just, so I'm, and I'm glad you had somebody in your life that was just like, Hey, Consider the job market, because if there's not a very big job market for that degree, when you get it, uh, you know, that education isn't really free. So you're still going to owe money on it. And if you're owing money on something that essentially gives you zero real you know, opportunity, real chance to pay it back. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a world of hurt. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the school, go ahead. the schools too, you know, they don't necessarily warn that to the students. And I just kind of realized this, you know, similar to a lot of the uh, foods from the food industry, they do a great job marketing saying all this food is healthy for you. And schools do a similar thing too. You know, they're marketing that it's a great school to go to. You, you can study anything here and you'll be successful, but um kids don't really actually put the two to two together of, all right, if I'm going to go to a big prestigious school and study, you know, ant farming, <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to get a good job out of that. I think schools, okay, schools here's the, the key. Yeah, no, absolutely. Here's the key though. When you come up with a major first off ant farming, I'm probably gonna have to steal that one, but you have to throw like a, a country in front of it. So just for example, I don't know. Let me think of a country right now. Um, Nigerian ant farming <laughs> like that's just the, the country in front of whatever the stupidity is just see I didn't say the history of Twinkies I threw in deep fried Twinkies you, so nah. well, yeah you're yeah, right so come up with the country real quick and then say I, I promise it'll it'll feel so much better so let's uh, we're gonna do some real time uh, coming up with goofy major <laughs> so what what country here um, uh, New Zealand 
ant farm. There you yeah. go. That's perfect. Yeah. To get a degree in New Zealand ant farming is probably a little too specialized, but you're absolutely right. And this is, I mean, I don't know. I blame the kids, but I don't blame the kids because your point, I mean, these they're businesses. These businesses hire marketers. I mean, especially when you think about a college, they have marketing. Pro- I mean, they are out there to market, but even not at the college level, the, just society as a whole. It's it, right now. It's all, you know, go to college, go to college, go to college. And I'm not opposed to college, but you really got to consider what are you actually going to college for? Are, are, are you going to college to be a, become a New Zealand and farmer? Or are you going to college to become an engineer or something in the medical field or better yet go to a two and get a two year degree, uh, like mm. a dental hygienist or something like that. I mean, you really got to, you know, if, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, at, at least, parent your kids and be like, yeah, I know you want to go and get that, but that sounds like more of a hobby. Have you considered the job market? Because And walk your kid through the math and, and let them know that you know you're going to owe that money. Now, if your kid's paying in cash or you're paying in cash for your kid, then that's a, a little bit different of a discussion. I mean, we could have an opportunity cost of time discussion, but as far as a hardcore numbers perspective, that's a little bit different. But I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. The the way they market stuff, it's yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm I don't want to say it's a, a a con. I don't want to say it's a scam. But when you do market, um, I'm what well, you know. Uh, some of these majors, like you, and you just look through and like, what are you supposed to do with that major? But yet, it's marketed as of, hey, you have a four year degree, you're you're good to go. Yeah, that's so bad. But I do also agree with you, too, about, you know, not blaming both the schools or just the kids, because everybody does have the ability to do their due diligence and figure it out. So I I see what you're saying there, too. You know, yeah. And but I I mean, I mean, I I remember being 18. I I was not the I mean, you're 18. You're well, I guess in in, in, uh, before you go up to college, you're, you're you're 16, 17 when you're trying to make these decisions. I was a total moron. Like, so I get it. You you want the kids to do it, but a kid has also been brought up to that point in life to depend on their teachers, to depend on their guidance counselors. So that's why it really just irks me when you have, especially guidance counselors. Don't get me started on quote unquote guidance counselor and the guidance they're giving is yeah. Go to that school and pay that amount of money and get a loan to get that degree. That is my guidance to you. Goodness, that's so <laughs> bad. That's uh, yeah. ridiculous. But I mean, but yeah, it, it's it's you know, but still, you know, if you can drive, I mean, sixteen, seventeen, you, you should be able to do a little bit of research. But it's uh, it's a, a sticky situation. And then you know, with the college loans, those are non bankruptable. So I mean, you can file for bankruptcy, but those loans are still going to be hanging around. And are those uh, the only type of loans that are non-bankruptable too. Um, it, it, I I don't know all the different types, but mm-hmm. I, I've had a couple people in my real estate properties. They like I go, I'll get a notice that they're filing for bankruptcy, but somehow their payments to me because I want to keep the house are still okay. Um, so I don't know. There's, I think so. I don't know. I think, well, I, to answer your question, I think they are the only ones because technically speaking, they could file for bankruptcy, but that doesn't mean they get to keep the house. That just means they stop paying and I 
kick them out of the house. I foreclose on them. Um, so um, that's a lot, I guess now that I think out loud, that was a good question, but um, yeah, because that would be, if people were smart and that was bankruptable, they would just be like, get a house, get a loan. Okay. I'm filing for bankruptcy. The house is all mine. Cause I can't pay for it. No, that's not how it would quite work. So, um, but I know there's definitely bankruptcies where people have filed for bankruptcy to clear like, but like their credit cards off, for example, but within the structure of it, they're still paying me. So however, how all that works, I don't know. All I do know though, is that the, which is really cruel that the one where you're, you know, letting these kids almost make a decision, is the one that's not bankruptable, which I'm a fan of. I mean, I think that's how it should be because you and I are taxpayers. And given that the government, you know, is basically guaranteeing all these loans. Yeah. I don't want people to be, you know, b- being stupid. I, I don't think they should be mm. bankruptable. I don't think that's cruel at all because, Great point. but it is, it is cruel in a sense of the guidance counselors. But to your point, I mean, these kids can still do research, but I don't know. All, all I can do is I, I like to talk trash because, uh, you know, somebody can always talk to me. Well, what's the solution? I have a solution. It's called the slab money method. But I realize, well, that's just, well, I'm sorry, but it's, uh, I don't mean, what do 129 bucks to save yourself a whole world of hurt just from that one module on how to pick a college. Uh, did you go through that module? Yes, I did. And it was great. Okay. I mean, obviously, by the time you had went through it, you had already gone through the college process. But yeah. I mean, do you think that, you know, that would be helpful to, to a kid or a parent with a kid in high school? Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. And uh, in some day, you know, I'm not having kids anytime soon, but um, that would be something I would consider for them, too, if they wanted to go to college. Yeah, I mean that's as a, that's the other thing is you know as a parent, part of parenting is not letting your guidance counselor parent your kid. No, you need to parent your kid. And there, in my opinion, I'm not saying this is in a factual matter, but as a parent, I don't think there's anything wrong with. I mean, you don't want to call you like, listen, listen, little John, your guidance counselor is a moron, and here's why they're a moron. I mean, you probably shouldn't say it like that, but you should be like, listen, little John. I'm going to have to disagree with your guidance counselor because of this. And then this is you present them with a logical thought process and steps. And I mean, that's at least my plan as a parent is when, when my kids get to that age, I, I'll try not to call any guidance counselors morons, but <laughs> if they're recommending, you know, um, Norwegian, uh, you know, caterpillar studies i'm gonna probably be like listen that guidance counselor i i, I don't they let, let's they talk let's talk yeah yeah ex- i don't know anyways that's a like we, we could sit here for the next two hours and, and rant and rave about the whole college system in this country but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you listened to your grandpa and was like ah, i don't know what you should consider the job market the job market's a lot better uh in engineering and I mean, did that play out? Uh, For me, I had a a job as an engineer before I even started my senior year because, yeah, there was indeed a big job market. But I mean, what was your, I guess, what was your, uh, your, uh, how did your theory play out that, hey, there's going to be a job market for engineering? Did you, did you get a job pretty quick or uh, walk walk me through that? Yeah, it was a, it was a combination of, of good timing and just, you know, engineers having jobs available in general, I think. Um, but yeah, so I graduated in 2015. And right now I currently work for the Navy 
um, not in the Navy, but as a civilian. And there's a base here in Rhode Island where I work, and it's called Newick, the Naval Undersea Warfare Center. And that's where a lot of engineers and scientists work who work for the Navy. And, um, and yeah, 2015, they were having a pretty big hiring window because a lot of the older employees are getting ready to retire. So, um, you know, at various job fairs that were held in my school and stuff, I would provide um, people my resume. And, um, and one of the people that works for Newick had my resume. And, um, and yeah, and I was able to get a job there after I graduated. And funny enough, the majority of the people from my class who were in my engineering classes um, worked there too. So one of the things I like about work is I get to see my friends from school almost every day, which is really nice. That's pretty bizarre, actually. That's that's really weird. <laughs> everybody you graduated with, you you work with. Not everybody. Did you but, do an internship? But yeah, some people. Right. Uh, but yeah, I know right, what you're saying. Right, right. Did, did you do an internship or anything with them? Not with them in particular, but I did have internships. And uh, thank you to my grandpa again. He was very, um, I don't want to say hard on me, but he wanted to make sure that I had internships um, throughout college because he understood that it was important to have experience when it came to applying for jobs and stuff. So um, I had an internship every year when I was uh, in between freshman, sophomore year, sophomore, junior year, and junior, senior year, all at different places. But, um, but yeah, I did have internships. And um, so because I'm thinking back, I just did the one internship, but it sounds like you did more than. So did you do them like, uh, for example, from your sophomore, sophomore to junior year? Did you do an internship like that summer, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were during the okay. summertime. And it's kind of funny how. Um, so during spring break in college, I, I never had the, you know, you know, common college spring break where you go party your face off. I would go and visit my grandfather in uh sanibel florida <laughs> and he would have me you know at the computer working on my resume and applying to different jobs for an internship which is i'll, I'll always remember that which is good that's awesome it helped. well yeah no that's awesome while to steal your quote people are partying their faces off you're actually seeking out wisdom and filling out resumes and <laughs> that's great no that's awesome yeah. but little things like that it's like little things I'm can, and that's one of the things you remember, but, uh, do you regret any of that? Do you regret not going and partying your face off? No, absolutely not. And at the time, you know, I did have a little feeling of FOMO or whatever, but at the same time, no, I always enjoyed seeing my grandfather and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I'm more than happy that that's how it played out. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't and go hindsight- back and change a thing. It, there we go. So in hindsight, cause I, I just think it's like, I, I get it. And, and in the in the spur of the moment, it's like, no, I, I want to. No, I'm not going to go do that. I want to do this. And but it's like, what happened? I mean, I'm, I'm totally playing the what if game. But what if you had never done that? Filled out your resumes, gotten those internships because your grandpa, because you're choosing to spend your time with him and, and, and doing those sorts of activities as opposed to parting your face off. Which yeah, parting your face off maybe that would have been super fun at that present moment. But outside of that, I mean, I, I guess maybe it gives you a, a decent memory and story if you can even remember it. But as far as like return on investment, I'm not quite sure there's any return on investment there. But you know what, what you did was definitely um, 
who knows, maybe you would have never gotten the, the job there if you didn't have all that, that resume builder from all those internships. Mm. I mean, y- you never know, but sounds like a good use of time for me. And that's also coming from somebody that was not out partying their face off. I was too busy selling books in my, in my dorm room. And, but Regardless, I, I see, like I said, if Kainoa lived close, I'd be like, hey, will you be my friend? Because this, these are the type of people I want to surround myself with. I'm not opposed to partying your face off. I'm not opposed to having a good time. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you got to think about, uh, is there a, a, a short-term sacrifice that could be made here that may give much bigger long-term returns? And uh, I think you played that one perfectly. So you got the... Um, you Now, let me... What... How so? Do you have? Uh, are you? Uh, you're not a, 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 a. You don't work for the. You're not in the Navy. So let me ask it this way: because I worked for the Department of Energy. However, I actually worked for Honeywell. So the government hired Honeywell to manage the plant, but that actually did work for the Department of Energy. So do you work for uh, a, a company or no? How does that? actually work so i'm i'm technically employed by the government um working for the department of defense so i'm not i'm not you know employed by a contractor so your retirement is you just do you have like a 401k or how does yeah. how does that really work yeah okay you do have a 401k okay because i always thought that the, the government had like some sort of separate type savings accounts or retirement accounts, but they have a um, couple different things you can, uh, you know, choose to pull your money in. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just a 401k from what I see. Okay. And before I forget, I should have asked this a long time ago. What I think I remember, but I'll play stupid, stupid. What type of engineer are you? Uh, electrical. Okay, I was wrong. I thought you were like a software or computer engineer. All right, electrical engineer. Now I remember because I was like, oh, yeah, it's coming back. How do you land on electrical? So, I mean, I get it. You wanted to become an engineer, but engineering, that's a, a pretty big umbrella policy. There's lots of different, uh, you know, the, the engineer is kind of like the, the trunk of the tree. Then there's so many branches. So, how did you land on the branch of electrical engineering? Yeah. Um, so, my first semester at UMass Dartmouth where I was actually I was like undecided engineering and then going into second semester of junior year I mean freshman year I decided to do electrical um and I think you know between the different choices of the programs they offered you know mechanical or chemical um I electrical just appealed to me um I liked you know the the idea with working you know designing circuits and stuff like that um it just appealed to me, so I decided to, you know, go towards electrical. I did take an electrical, one or two classes, I can't remember, but they were like pretty introductory. Those things were that was hard, you know, resistances and, uh, mm. and not technical resistances like uh, capacitors yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I don't. Yeah, it definitely can get complex yeah. pretty quick. Um, I I had a circuit theory class and you know just the homework assignments would take us hours trying to figure out all the different math and equations and figuring out different values for these inputs and outputs and stuff yeah but it's cool yeah i remember um so i'm uh listeners i'm a welding engineer by degree 
and welding. Uh, there's two colleges in the country that offer it, Ohio State and then uh, actually Ferris State, which is here in Michigan too. Um, and that's why I chose to get in it because they were like, yeah, welding engineering, you'll have like 40 kids and you're going to have multiple job offers because there's well, pretty much it's a connection engineer. So if something needs to be connected, it's your job to figure out how to connect it. Sometimes maybe welding is not the best way to do it. But do not get a hold of me and ask me to weld something. I am a ter- terrible welder. I came, come up with the work procedures and then the welders do it. Mm. Um, by the way, welding, that's a great trade to pick up. I mean, is something you don't need to go to college for. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that needs connect that needs literally connected. And, and welding is a, is a great skill to, to have. But I remember in one of my classes, the teacher was like, yeah. And these he didn't even call them homework assignments. He got them like... What do you call them? That wasn't a project either. He called them something. And he was like, and each one is going to take 15 hours to do. And we're all like snickering. Like, what are you talking about? 15 hour homework assignment, 15 hour, whatever you, what are you talking about? But no, he was not lying. It was like, I don't even remember what it was, but it was these huge things that we would have to put together. And uh, I mean, you got to know your classmates pretty well because you would be spending hours upon hours deep in the night at the computer lab trying to put this stuff together. But I, I, I do not miss those sorts of uh, endeavors at all. And, you know, you just kept making that comment about the circuit there. Mm. I'm, I'm glad that's all about behind us. But uh, I mean, they're they're just really trying to weed people out at that point. I mean, yeah. that's kind of how I look at it is seeing who really wants it. Did uh, did a lot of did how many people are in your class? Your graduating class, I should say, for electrical class? engineering. Yeah, um, I I don't even know. Um, uh, maybe fifty to a hundred. I, I I don't know the right answer to that. That was kind of a bad question. Let me ask it this way: Were there a lot of people that ultimately fell out of the program? Or yeah. So did I um I still remember freshman year. We had like a, all the freshmen in the engineering school came together and had a um we can't got into an auditorium room and the dean of the electric, <laughs> I mean uh, college of engineering gave a presentation to us and one of the things he said was you know look to your left and look to your right you're most likely not going to be next to that person when you graduate and everyone's like oh um, but that did t- that did happen um, each year you know there's just less and less kids in the program. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I I had a similar thing as, you know, no specific engineering, but just engineer. And, you know, you have all these people that, well, what are you going to make? Oh, I'm doing engineering. I'm doing engineering, engineering. And it's like, oh, okay. And then that number is always a whole lot smaller towards the, towards the end of the line. And I still remember. Um, so let's see. Ohio State was on quarters when I went. So after the first after you get into the specific program, because before you even get into the program, you got to go through and do all these, you know, the calculuses and the where I, when, you know, when I took that, uh, you know, electrical engineering. So there, there's a bunch of other stuff you got to do, but then you get into the program specific. And then that first quarter is where that, that one teacher was like, yeah, these things are going to take you hours upon hours to do. But then after that quarter, so we came back and uh, I, I still remember there's, I think like, I don't know, 30 of us, 35 of us or whatever. And um, uh, the the counselor or whatever, the the counselor of the program, what came in was like, you know, 
right now you are in a holding pattern, you know, pretty much saying you've made it. I mean, you still can't slack off, but we will be a little bit more understanding because we know that you can hack it. We know that you can take it. So at this point, we really want to get you graduated. We want, we do want to graduate again. It's not like you can just skip every class and not do any assignment or anything like that, but we're willing to play ball with you now. It's not mm. like we're going to, we're, we're trying to pound you into the ground anymore. Uh, so I still remember that. It's like, okay, fine. I mean, it was still hard and still to put in effort and work, but it was amazing how after that, that quarter, you know, and after all the, you know, the previous years, it's like, all right, yeah, almost like you've proven yourself. Now let's just get down to business and uh, things kind of got a little bit smoother from that point forward. Did they, did you have anything like that where they like pretty much admitted to you that they would have been trying to, trying to knock people out of the program? No, they, no, nothing that just like at that, the, just but, at the beginning. Yeah. But aside from the program, something that I'm curious, um, after you, when you started your job, um, were you doing kind of exactly what you went to school for or was your job requiring you to do work that you didn't necessarily, it wasn't really similar to what you did in college? Um, for instance, for me personally, I, like the electrical engineering work that I did at school, um, I don't do any of that at my job right now. Right. I, th- I think a good way to answer your question is... <laughs> In the job force, did I ever solve an integral? Did I ever have yes. to take the derivative of something? <laughs> did I ever have to balance a, a chemical equation? No, because <laughs> there's these things called software programs that will do all those calculations for you. So no, I, I never did anything anywhere close to the majority of the... Cal- did I ever have to... you know? pull out my pen and paper and find the velocity of something or, you know, find out what sort of, you know, coefficient of friction would, you know, <laughs> no, there is programs, there are computer programs for all that stuff. So I never did anything in that regard, but even, you know, well, what I learned at welding kind of, I mean, I, I had to take metallurgical classes. So, you know, the, you know, what metals might mix with other metals and how my, and all that sort of stuff. But I think it, really no, and I don't. I don't think any really. You, when you go to a job, they're going to give you on-the-job training about whatever you're specifically supposed to do. So I don't think that I really ever had any sort of. I mean, for example, I learned about laser welding. I knew what laser welding was. I knew how a laser worked. But as far as did that get me really that far? As far as okay, now we need these two things connected. I mean, kind of, I understood the theory of a lot of things, but as far as, you know, beyond that, yeah, not really. Does that answer, did that make sense? Did yeah. that answer your question? Yep. And that, that's funny you say that, but I will say this, and, and another thing that they really don't teach you in, in at least for me, was, and I, I don't know, I think I'd almost argue this is probably like, at least 50% of the job, but like personal skills, because I don't, I don't know how it works for you, but there was, cause I worked in a production facility. So you had the floor quote unquote, and that's where you had the actual welders. That's where you had the, the, the guys that were out there actually doing your weld procedures or the process that you would put the play in, in a play. They were out there executing it. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, sometimes they can be a little rough and tough and all that, which is fine and dandy. I, I did roofing over the summer. So I, I mean, in fact, good story there. I still remember my internship. 
And they're like, and everybody kept asking uh, the guy that was showing me around. Chad, they're like, so have you met him? Have has he met Olson yet? Has he met Olson yet? And I'm thinking, who is this Olson guy? And Olson, <laughs> Greg Olson was just he was a crusty, crusty, savage guy. Just he was, I don't know, probably six five. I mean, he was a big, big guy, just crusty. And he was the nicest guy ever, but on the surface, he'd be really crusty. But, you know, and this is, this is also why I would always argue, go out in life and do something that makes you sweat. Get your hands dirty. Just do something. I don't care what that is. And this is why I, I, I preach that and I say that now. So I was like, all right, there's Olson. Let's go introduce you to Olson because you'll be working with him because he does run one of the welding machines. And yeah, hey, this is Clay. He's going to be the intern for the year. Have you ever worked a hard day in your life? First thing he ever said to me in the grumpiest, have I ever worked a hard day in my life? And I thought, actually, I, I mean, I have. I'm like, I'm glad I put on roofs. So I was like, yeah, I put on roofs for the past three summers. And he was like, oh, all right. And he just turned around. And then from there on out, I mean... I love. He was my favorite of everybody because I mean, you just would have to give it back to him. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The, the point I'm trying to get is, and one thing I will I will say, they definitely didn't teach me was just how to interact, how to get along with somebody that doesn't have a degree. Not that mm. I'm saying that in the sense of they're not as smart as you or as good as you, mm-hmm. but just in the sense of you know you got to inter, you got to be able to um, you know work with people of of all viewpoints, of all experience levels, of all ages, of and I mean, for some people, that I think that can be pretty difficult. Look, for me, I mean, I'm I'm not very I'm not perfect at it. I, I can barely put a sentence together, as I'm sure longer time listeners have have realized. <laughs> but I mean, I'd like to think I can joke around. But would you agree with that? Did they don't really teach you how to interact with people as far as an engineering degree is concerned? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, or in general, you know. Um, for instance, I think uh, – have you read the book um, How to Win How to Win Friends and Influence People? Yeah, by uh, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they had something similar to that book, um, kind of just laying out, you know, how to interact with people in certain situations and stuff, that, that would be great. That's a really good idea for uh, – I mean, I was going to say for an engineer, but I mean really for any major, it's just any, how yeah. to – yeah, how do you how do you just interact? How do you get along with people? And this is also why I'm a big believer in, in sports or really any sort of activity, uh, but especially um, a, a sport because I'm thinking about well, you could do like orchestra. I guess orchestra like everybody's got to do their part as far as playing the right instrument, but like a sport. I mean, you have to learn to work with people, even if you don't like them, even if maybe they view the world differently. Listen, we're on the same team. We have the same ob- objectives. So we just got to learn to work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's why I, I think that, I mean, that's why I plan on my kids are going to play sports. Even if they're terrible, I don't care. You need to learn how to work with people. You need to learn how to communicate with people, even if you you might not like them. Because at the end of the day, you know, staying within the real world in a company setting, I mean, you, you still got to get the product out or you got to perform some sort of service. Uh, but that is something that, yeah, I agree. That's that's an area where, uh, and even that book, it's not like it even have to be a, uh, like a massive class or put a bunch of thought into it. You could just turn that book into a class mm. and, uh, make it a requirement. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm all for you there now. Okay. So that was good. We, we went down a, a deep old rabbit hole there, <laughs> but so that part of your debt came from 
your college tuition. What other debt did you have? Yeah, so it was basically uh, my first round of debt when I graduated from school was, um, yeah, it was my college tuition. Uh, the car that I had at the time was given to me by my parents, so I didn't have a car payment. Um, a year after I graduated from school, I had I still had my student loans, and then I, I bought a motorcycle that I financed, and that was, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You financed a motorcycle. Yep. yep, yep, young and stupid. Awesome, yeah. yeah. And um, no judgments on my part. I mean, you know my story. I'm I'm as dumb as they come. So I mean, I'm I'm just. <laughs> But that's good stuff. All right, so you finance the motorcycle. What else? Yep, and then I also, uh, and then this past March, so about a year ago, I bought, um, I sold the car that I had, and then I bought a, um, a, a different car. I bought a 2013 Subaru Outback, and um, and then I paid that off in I think nine months. Whenever I sent you that message, that I was debt free. But right. yeah, okay. But the point is, you still finance that though. I did finance that too. Um, yep. Okay. And, um, so at that, at this, I'm trying to think, I don't even remember when I put out the slab money method, maybe it was almost like a year ago, give or take, uh, but, uh, you had the student loan, you had the, the Subaru payment. Did you have any other debts out there? It was the, yeah, the student loan, the motorcycle and the Subaru. Oh, all right. So that's right. Cause you said you sold your car. All right. I, so you have two, a motorcycle and the Subaru and then the, the school student loans. Now yeah. uh, you, you got the course and you went through it. And was this something that, I mean, so, were you open-minded to it? Did you think, I, I guess, yeah, just walk me through. Cause I could see some people like, you're not going to tell me what to do with my money, but I, I'm not, I mean, where did you kind of stand yeah. on that whole front? Um, so I'm trying to remember when I got the slab money method course. Um, maybe it was about a year ago, but prior to that, um, my debt was just the motorcycle and the school loan. And I always had the mindset that, you know, I wanted to pay off this debt as fast as possible. Um, and I didn't have a necessarily like an organized plan that you um, propose in the slab money method course. But whenever I had um, extra money, you know, if I could make double down my payments or something, then I would. And um, so before the slab money monthly course, yeah, I was always very mindful of trying to pay off my debt as fast as possible and having whatever extra money I, I did have, I would put towards that. Um but then after I took your course, you know, and how it maps out just your budget and how to identify how much extra money you have over each month and organize your loans to pay off, you know, how you want to pay each one off in order. Um, so I started doing that after I took your course. And um, it, was, it was great for me to organize, you know, what my cash was doing each month. And then on top of that, too, I, I travel a lot for work. And when I travel... You, it's a good opportunity to make extra money with overtime and per diem and stuff. And whenever that money would come in, um, that would go straight towards my loans because I was already budgeting for what I was just making without travel. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So were you out there like eating white bread and water just so you could keep as much of that per diem as possible? <laughs> um yeah, pretty That's much. That's what I envision. No. I envision you like well, just I got to scrape by every little bit of this, so I'm going to Um, well actually uh so one of the places that I go to in Syracuse, uh, 
they the one of the hotels there they give uh you know they have a breakfast and dinner buffet and i'm like all right i'm gonna go there and i just you know i don't have to spend money on food i can just eat at the hotel i can pocket the per diem and throw that at my loans nice that is definitely making the system work for you i like it where did the whole mentality though of because it sounds like it was just kind of always out there that you you wanted to to pay down the debt as fast as possible there was always kind of and maybe you can't pinpoint exactly where it came from. I just asked because I feel like some people out there are totally oblivious. They they just, yeah, I have debt and it is what it is. And and I mean, not not in the sense that they're not even paying it, but they're just just the whole idea, the whole premise of. But I, I kind of want to get that knocked out as, as soon as possible. Where did any idea where that came from from you? Yeah, um, I think this whole like motivation to be financially wealthy and you know financially responsible just comes from um you know when i was growing up for instance i have a family member who has an awesome lake house and it's right on the lake and whenever we go up there it's an awesome time and forever when i was younger just i always remember thinking like you know i want to be able to have that one day you know i want to be able to afford that one day where you know i can be able to have a house on a lake and bring my family and friends up there and stuff, you know, and something like that, just at a really young age, being able to do fun things like that kind of just engraved in my mind. Like, you know, one day I want to be able to do this too. And ever since then, I just, I've always been kind of, you know, very mindful of financial, my financial position and stuff. No, I answer had, your question. I, it does. Yeah. Because I was the same way. I just remember, um, I don't remember why. I, I I have no idea why, and I mean I'm, I'm I'm kind of over it now, just because it is what it is. But I still remember like driving through like neighborhoods and like look at that house, look at that house, and then you just be like wow. I mean, what is it? That'd be whoa, and you like I had just having my mind blown. So very similar, yeah. it sounds like. Um, and it, it's not like you're doing all this because you're a greedy savage and you just want money, money, money. You just like the idea of having a financial game plan and having financial security. Um, and one of the cool effects, you know, one of the the cool byproducts of financial planning and financial security is, you know, you can now whether or not you ever get a mansion on the lake house. I, I know that's not what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. But there's it's amazing what can all of a sudden start to happen from a financial perspective. If you just actually have a method, have a plan for your finances and, you know, get that out of the way. I mean, mm. is that a pretty much fair statement? Is you're, you're not going about this from a greedy, savage point of view, just as more of kind of maybe like a peace of mind type view. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, it's not necessarily I want, you know, all these materialistic things in my life, but it's more so of having the freedom and the ability to do what you want when you want, I guess, you know. And on top of that, I'll just, I don't mean to speak for you, but the idea of just the passive income, I love too, where, yes. you know, my ultimate goal is to wake up or have the choice to wake up and be like, do I feel like doing anything today? Nah. But then all of a sudden, at the end of the month, money is still showing up. And that's the idea behind my whole, you know, real estate investing that I personally do and, you know, others. But, you know, I, I'm not to the point where I want to be, but the, just the idea, that passive yeah. income exists and that you can literally 
make money work for you. And that's, that's the ultimate goal is, you know, you don't want to always be working for your money. You want your event, your money to eventually be working for you. Absolutely. And I just, um, yeah, I, great point. I, I actually just, uh, I, I am taking your real estate course, which is awesome. Um, are you now you've had that for a while now, right? I'm, I'm I, I have, feel like I have, I'm about 75% through it. I haven't watched. <laughs> that's a, a massive course, isn't it? Yeah. And I, same, same with your trading courses. I, I went through all the slides and I would type out what you wrote on the slides and then go back when you would actually speak during the videos and I would write handwrite notes on top of the notes I typed out. Um, but I actually, uh, you know, after going through your courses, it motivated me to, you know, I want to learn a lot more about real estate. Um, and uh, so I bought on about 25 books from Amazon, a lot of bigger pockets books and um, just other real estate related books because, you know, on top of the course that you're giving, I want to learn as much as possible about this because I think this is, um, you know, after since the podcast that we did about Clay Trader and my mindset about trading and stuff, um, I wasn't really aware of the power of real estate investing at that time. And, uh, but now that I'm learning about it, you know, I, I, um, I'm just seeing the power of it and the power of passive income and stuff and how that could me personally, that could definitely benefit my life. So I'm trying to learn that too, to be able to, you know, get that in my life too. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I do know that you got the real estate now that I think about it. Cause we, we had spoken about it. I was not aware though, that you have kind of, it sounds like jumped in with both feet now and are looking at educate yourself as much as possible. And um, yeah, right now I know the real estate market's starting to cool off a little bit. How, how, let me ask this, are you, I guess this has to do with real estate, but I'm also curious, do you, I'm assuming you don't own a home right now. Do you rent like, um, or what, what's your living situation like right now? Yeah, I'm currently renting. Um, I've been renting since I've been out of school. And, uh, and right now my living situation's great. Um, but my goal is to do a form of house hacking where I can um, buy a multi-unit apartment or house or something and be able to rent out the other units and still live there um, and be able to uh, really minimize my um, living expenses and do that for a couple of years. Do you have a girlfriend? No. Okay. I just asked because... I'm that first off, then I, I 100% support that. Like any young, anybody that will listen to me, I will say find a duplex or, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know, an apartment complex as your first deal. That's probably a little bit pie in the sky. You're just asking to get roasted. But a duplex, I mean, I could see, I mean, yeah, duplex, you live in one side and then you, you know, rent it out on the other side and then that person just pays your mortgage and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. But I was just asking, cause, but if you had like a girlfriend and you're getting serious and maybe you're going to be getting married, I don't know. That might, maybe she might be like, eh, nah, which is understandable. But hey, if you're single, yeah, I mean. There, there's a book that I just read called Set for Life by Scott Trench. And it kind of lays out a plan on how to, you know, set up a plan to um, retire early and live off, you know, be financially wealthy where um, you can have passive income that exceeds your expenses and he lays out a whole kind of roadmap of how you can go from um, just a medium wage salary job to understanding how to invest 
and get to the point where you can retire early. And the first thing in that book is talking about how to start saving up a stockpile of cash um, through living like frugally up to the point where you can have enough money to put towards your first investment. Um, And an ideal first investment would be, you know, some form of house hacking that you can do. Um, Can you still hear me? I can. Yeah, I'm just listening. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear hey, me? Hey, sorry about that. Oh. My my uh, headphones just went out for a second. Okay. Will you be yeah. able to edit we- that? Nah, don't worry about it. It only lasts oh. for like five seconds. <laughs> and you said, what the heck? So thank you for not cussing. So that oh. was good. Yeah. My what bad. The heck yeah. We, um, yeah, we heard that. We heard it, but that's okay. <laughs> That'll be, uh, but all right. So, but it, so we talked about house hacking. What other yeah, yeah, forms yeah. or, I mean, I, I think I, I, I know, but I mean, are there various types of house hacking or what, what exactly does that mean? I get it. Like the duplex would be one scenario, but are there other scenarios out there? In, form, in terms of house hacking, I mean, I guess other than, you know, owning a piece of property and renting out the other rooms or units um, to the point where the tenants are paying your mortgage for you, I can't, I don't know. What else okay, so that's another? essentially what you mean by by house hacking. I, oh, I just wasn't yes. sure if, if there was something else that maybe I was not aware of or maybe had a different name for it. But um, so, so that is, uh, it sounds like that's your game plan right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's my and next are you, move. Are you, uh, which kind of brings us full circle because I was coming out of the real estate market. Uh, I don't know about where, where you are, but I know that just from the headlines, the national news and, you know, real estate is very geographic and central mm-hmm. or, you know, very local. But have you noticed the real estate market cooling down at all by you? Um, no, I wouldn't be able to answer that accurately. I just haven't. Um, I'm not actively looking right now. We still have another year here at this lease, um, and I'm, right now I'm just kind of reading as much as I can and learning as much as I can. So when I start looking, I know how to go about doing it properly. Um, but no, specifically, I'm not sure how the real estate market's performing where I am. You know, based on the numbers, if prices are kind of leveling out or stuff like that. You said we have a year, so do you have a roommate then? Oh yes, I have two roommates. And we we also live on a duplex. Ah, a duplex. so you're so you're paying somebody else's mortgage then, huh? Yeah, my landlord. Um, I think this was her dad's house, and it's already paid off. And uh, but yeah, so we yeah, there's three of us on this side, and then two people on the other side. And it's actually kind of funny. Um, when I was going through your course, and some of the courses were you know how to estimate rehab costs and um, run uh comps and stuff so right. i did that and ran the numbers on this house and you know just to kind of like practice and see you know if i wanted to stay here and buy this house for my landlord you know what would be a good price to buy it at but and did you come is uh because you said it's paid for right yeah so is she sitting on a, a nice little piece of equity then Considering yeah. she owns 100% of it. Yeah. Or, is she sitting on a nice asset, I should say? I would say so. 
All right, nice. And I don't think she's so, trying. I don't think she's scaling or anything. So, I mean, she's just pocketing all that cash. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely uh, it's a good situation. You're you're on the track for uh, for wanting to get into the real estate for sure. Uh, the one thing that I would just throw out there um, is I get it. You're you and your roommates have another year, so you haven't been totally watching, you know, the prices and all that. But I w- I would say even if you just like hop on Zillow, like just start to check stuff out. And I mean, just kind of not that you have to, you know, go and and fill out a spreadsheet or anything, but just kind of get an idea of where our price is at right now and what prices are associated to certain types of properties and all that sort of stuff. And I'm that way a year from now, I mean, you'll just kind of have a good idea of, of where things stand. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, are you overpaying? Are you actually getting a good deal? Maybe mm-hmm. do you want to even hold off even longer because you've noticed some sort of downtrend in the numbers and maybe you think that they could come down a little bit more. So I, I don't, I really don't think, I mean, I know you're busy enough. That's why I, I don't want this to come across like, oh, this no. is like some sort of like hour long thing every, every night. But does that make sense? I mean, just kind of pay attention more to the numbers that way you have more of a, a, a you have a year's worth of data points uh even if it's just in your mind uh of where things are because i i still remember i mean you just got you just kind of get to know the numbers i mean you don't but and also like wow that's changed oh wow that's changed and you you kind of get a, a general idea so that's just that's what i would encourage you to do um, i'll absolutely because, do that yeah I, i'm i'm glad that you did uh that, used uh, your own place as the test to, to practice what was taught in the course. But from, uh, I mean, because you have a, a clear general sense of where you want to go, but so you might as well start to kind of take note of things. Do mm. you, um, are you still planning on doing, are you going to do this with your roommates or is this just going to be, let, let's say, let's fast forward a year from now. Is it just you buying the duplex or you buying whatever sort of house hack you want to do? Or is it like you and your roommates buying it? Um, I don't have plans to do it with anyone else. I, I would okay. do good, it just personally. Good. Okay. I was going to, I was just, that, that gets way too sloppy. Yeah. And I mean, you, you're, you're more than capable enough to do it. I mean, I could see if like there was something that w- was required for, well, we need a little bit more money, but mm. at, at this point it sounds like you're, I mean, you don't have any debt, so you're just flat out cash flowing big time right now. I'd assume, right. Is, is the cash adding up pretty quickly every month given you have zero other payments? It, it, it is nice. It's like, I mean, it's just nice, Um, you know, when I get the money, the, the once I get paid, I just put it towards my credit card. And so my credit card's are always paid off. But yeah, I'm always having money to put into the savings account, which is very helpful. Yeah. So yeah, you're not, you you don't carry a balance on your credit card. You're just collecting the points and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I would definitely encourage you to just you know, fly solo. And if they want to come along aside and uh, start to, to pay you rent or live on the other side or something like that. Yeah. Um, that, that would probably, that, that, that's, that's relatively wise. Um, I mean, cause here, and I'm just thinking out loud, but I mean, for all, you know, right now, maybe is the perfect time to buy duplex. And even I mean, perfect time even being, yeah, I know if I break my lease, then I got to pay whatever. There's something, you know, but who knows? Maybe it would still make financial sense to break the lease, to pay the fee and to get into some sort of deal. I mean, for all you know, that maybe exists right now. 
That's just yeah. a hypothetical. But I mean, that's why you start to get to know the market. And, and I mean, you're an engineer. You can figure out the numbers. You know the numbers. But mm-hmm. I mean, for all you know, there could be a steal of a deal that pops up where you're like, I, I, I need to I need to get this right now. Like I, th- that's a great deal, and I know it's a great deal. And you know, building some a little uh, break lease factor on your you know spreadsheet for whatever you'd have to pay for for getting out early or whatever. Uh, because I guess the, the the short answer here is I would hate to see you lose out on a great opportunity because you're scared of breaking a lease. Yeah, Does no, that, make that sense? is awesome. I'm pumped. You told me that because I you know I didn't think about looking right now. Um, but that's great. That's a great point. Yeah. And like I said, I, maybe you'll, you'll hear like, oh, no, there's it's the worst time. But the idea is just getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would hate to because, you know, that's the goal. So, I mean, why not start now? I mean, do you think you could I, I would assume your goal would be to go take a mortgage out on the duplex, right? Yes. And do you, th- I mean, right now, are, are you, do you think you could go and get pre-approved for a loan if you needed to? I would assume so. I mean, given your financial standing. Yeah. Are you so, asking, I mean, would I have to get pre-approved or would I go and get pre-approved? Well, I'm assuming you're well, not yeah, going to be buying to. a duplex in cash, right? No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. I would have to. So, yeah. yeah. So by default, you would have to get approved. Um, and I'm assuming you, that, that wouldn't be a worry. I'm, I'm No. Yep. Yep. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I guess get, get to know the numbers, start to look. And if, if you're starting to see some potential, um, and, and potential being defined as, wow, I know my personal finances, I know what the, the mortgage payment would be. And yeah, that, that could cash flow really nice. If you're starting to see numbers and situations like that out there right now, who knows? Maybe it's worth going yeah. and getting pre-approved just to have that in your back pocket. I can't remember exactly, uh, you know how that you know how long they'll give you the pre-approval, but um, you know, and I'm not trying to force you into anything. I'm just saying. Oh no, I hear you. I, I love I, the, I love where your mind's at, um, but I, I, I just don't let the the threat of a, a, a breaking of a lease and some sort of. I mean, do you even know what the what's the fee or how does that work if you break the lease? No, I'm not even sure. And um, but if you know, if I were to find something that could work out for me, then I would probably, you know, I'd be okay with if I had to, you know, pay an extra something to break the lease or something. If, if the numbers yeah, are going to work out in the long run, that's fine. I mean, and there there could be something out there where it's like, no, it, it literally it was it's it's literally costing me money not to pay to break my lease. Like you, you never yeah, know yeah, what's yeah. out there. No, in uh. I think, um, you know, the lease wasn't what's holding me back from looking. It was more so of me trying to educate myself more before I start looking. But you're making a great point of, I mean, I've already gone through the majority of your course. I'm not saying I know exactly what I'm doing, but, you know, just start looking now and see what the numbers are looking like. So when the time comes, I can be better prepared to identify a good deal or something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad that it's just not the least, but the other thing with, and I'm glad you're taking it slow, but in, in real estate, I've, I've come across lots and lots of people that educate, educate, educate. And what they're really doing is they're, they're just scared because it is, it's, it's definitely bigger numbers, but mm-hmm. it, it's almost like they, it's, you know, uh, paralysis by analysis. All they do is just think they need more and more and more. And at the end of the day, the, the, the best way to go about it and to learn is to just to do 
you know, just, just to do a project. Now you're definitely going to be smart about it given the course. And, you know, if you follow those, but at the end of the day, you kind of got to just jump. So, um, but yeah, that definitely sounds like the path that you're on. And it sounds like you want to stay in that area. Do you, you like your job and all that? Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to stay in this area. And, um, and I remember when we were talking earlier, how, you know, Back when I did the Clay Trader podcast, I was saying how, you know, I want to be a full-time day trader, be able to quit my job. I appreciate my job and stuff, but, I, you know, I don't want to do it the rest of my life. Um, but I'm definitely learning how having that mindset, um, you know, trying to think that trading full-time would be it, – it wasn't going to be good for me mentally because that's just – it's too hard to fully rely on trading for income. Um, so that's where I'm getting really into the, the real estate side of things where, you know, if I could also get, do real estate and get the passive income, um, then that could get me to the point where say I make enough passive income from real estate where I can quit my job, then be able to, you know, live at home and I can trade whenever I want then, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, you're basically thinking, how can I diversify and get as many streams of income into my situation as possible is, is, yeah. is how I'm yes. hearing that is, and that's the name of the game. And that's why when, when people are, I mean, I, I, I get it, but it's like, I just want to trade. It's like, well, I hope you just don't want to trade. I hope you just want to use trading or I hope you just want to use real estate or I hope you want to just use even your job. I I hope people aren't just satisfied with their job because a job can go away. I mean, Mm -hmm. so you want to have as many streams of income as possible. And there there Mm -hmm. are uh, so many ways out there to create income for yourself. Um, So, you know, like I said, I'm not... I'm not going to say I'm like happy or like, oh, good. He don't want to be a full time. But I'm saying I'd say your mind's in the right spot as you know, you don't want to only just just depend on one sort of income source, whether that's trading or real estate or, you know, a, a traditional job, because all it takes is something to happen. And if, if that stream of income goes away, you know, I'm not saying that you won't feel any pain, but at least it won't be as much pain when you have, you know, many other forms you know, flowing into your, into your personal finances. And I, to, um, to kind of jump way back, but you made a comment and you, you know, you, you made the, when you're going through the, the slab money method about kind of just basically organizing, getting a game plan for your finances and seeing what all your numbers were doing. Were you noticing that a lot of your, your money was just kind of slipping out of the picture without you even really noticing? Yeah. When I would first put together my budget, um, you know, I would just see how much, uh, money I was throwing away on takeout and stuff like that, you know, okay, I was, that was or, gonna be or my spending was, at the bar. Okay. Like, so yeah, just too much. And, uh, but I mean, at, at the time you probably, you didn't realize like that's what was going on, right? It just didn't no. probably it strike you. Cause I mean, uh, you're an engineer, so it's not like you're, 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 you're making peanuts or anything like that, but still when you kind of just go with the flow and there's not really a, a method behind the madness or anything then uh yeah it's it's amazing how much can slip out so the fast food or takeout and then the bar those are the two big uh the two big uh, yeah it would be like the majority of you know just spending because i don't i don't usually you know um i don't spend a lot on clothes or buy a lot of things 
you know what I mean? But when it came to, you know, especially coming right out of college, <laughs> we're just like eating takeout every day or whatever, you know, you don't really, you're not really aware of how much that's digging into your pocket until you actually, you know, put together your budget and seeing what you're spending your money on. Um, but what's great about when you do put together your budget and see what you're spending, it makes you much more aware um, when you're in that situation to, you know, should I go grocery shopping or should I just buy some food? You're going to be, oh, wait, um, I, you know, I spent so much money on takeout last week. I need to be more responsible. And it's going to help aid you in the right direction to make a more responsible decision when it comes to spending. Yeah, no, well said. And that's definitely the power of something that's so simple. Just put together a game plan and just kind of take a little inventory check of your numbers. And just something like that will, like you were saying, really kind of just transform and shift the way you're thinking and, you know, going through uh, an analysis of, yeah, should I be doing this or should I be going doing that? And not only, you know, that, but it actually gives you kind of a reason as to why you should probably be, you know, maneuvering one way or the other. Although I will say that hopefully the the uh, takeout is just going to be going down even more now, mm-hmm. um, given that uh, you have some takeout is not going to pass the black magic scanner. I'll just, I'll, 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 I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah. And my, yep. uh, my, my wrecking ball days are, are, are good, uh, are good proof of that. That's, that's what, uh, that's what Chinese carry out too often looks like Chinese carry out and donuts. That's not a good situation. So don't go down the Chinese, Chinese, uh, carry <laughs> yeah. out. I mean, once in a while, oh. but yeah. Yeah. I've had a, a recent kick with five guys. I couldn't get enough of it, but oh my, that's oh, just, man. <laughs> Well, the thing is, too, is like in your courses, how you talk about how this, um, you know, the food is processed in such a way where it gets you hooked onto it. And I would find myself just craving, you know, whatever I got takeout, you know, I'd be craving it pretty soon right after, you know. Um, and then I realized, like, it's literally like processed like that to be like that. Yeah, it's it's straight up test tube stuff. Ugh. Evil genius, man. Evil, Evil genius. Yeah, that's why I call it. That's the only thing I can think of. It's just like, I wow. love the gif he used. The guy's smiling. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Yeah. Who? Uh, I've, I'm trying, I can't remember. He's the guy from... from. Uh, he's from Office Space, I know. He's uh, one of the guys there, but I don't know what, uh, what actor he is. But yeah, I, like I would... Like I'm such a, it'd be five thirty in the morning. I'm sitting in my office, pitch black outside, and I'm like laughing out loud as I'm putting that in there, just watching it <laughs> because awesome. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be, oh, I, I, it's really sad. I, I should probably videotape myself, but it'd probably be depressing. Like me sitting in a pitch, well, not pitch black, but no, five thirty a.m. just laughing out loud at some of these gifts. But <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. I thought that yeah, perfectly summarized it, but yeah, it, it's pretty savage out there. So, I mean, going forward, obviously, uh, well, not obviously you've told us, but you got some real estate endeavors. I mean, do you, do you have any other types of kind of big plans that you're wanting to get implemented in your life? I mean, you got all the debt taken care of. So, I mean, that would be an easy thing that you would still want to focus on. But um, are you looking to save up a certain amount for down payment on a piece of real estate or I mean, yeah. I guess what are kind of your other goals going forward right now? Um, so from that book set for life, um, you know, the first chapter talks about saving up a lump sum of money to put towards your first investment. Um, he, he recommends 25 grand. Um, so I've, you know, I'm just in the process of 
saving 25 grand of money that I can use towards either, yeah, that can either go towards a down payment or um, depending on how the deal works um, and how much money I need to put down. But yeah, right now the goal for in terms of saving money and having usable cash, I'm working on uh, saving 25 grand in that uh, realm. But also in addition to that, you know, having the uh, emergency fund of about six months separate. And um, and then in the overall big picture, just kind of my, my goal and what I picture my life playing out is, you know, I'm not going to get rich and be able to quit my job tomorrow or anytime soon. Um, this is going to be a, a, a long process before I'm able to actually be working for myself fully and not have to rely on a job. But I see it playing out by, you know, as I get involved in real estate, um, you know, grow a portfolio of rental properties up to the point where, you know, enough passive income is coming in to cover my expenses and also still be able to put money to reinvest into the business and grow the business. Um, and then that, at that point, um, you know, I'll be able to quit my job and, and be on my own and, you know, I can still, then I'll be able to be able to trade as much as I want or as little as I want and, um, you know, just be on my own. That's great. Just totally random, but do you still have that motorcycle? I do. Okay. But it's paid off now. Yeah, it's paid off. I, um, I was, it was kind of funny. Like when I was taking the slab money monthly code method course, I was considering selling it. Um, but I'm going to keep it cause it's, you know, it's a toy for me and I enjoy it. So I'm going to keep it. And that's, I mean, nobody can say anything about it because you're, you don't have payments on it. You don't have any payments right now. You're, you're, you're totally debt free. So it's, I mean, yeah. And I can that, definitely see when I was younger, like how that was a silly financial decision. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, I it, it is what it is, but you took care of it and that's, that's what matters. What, uh, I mean, I'm not looking for like their names and or anything like that, but your, your roommates, are they kind of in the same mindset or you, uh, as you are, or, or are they, uh, swimming in debt or, I mean, I guess do you match up pretty well with them or do you know anything about their, their kind of personal finances? Um, I, I think they, I know they still have loans. Um, we actually, we all work at the same place. They, they work in different buildings, but we all work for the Naval Emergency Warfare Center. Um, so we're all engineers and, you know, get paid well. But, um, yeah, they still have loans and stuff. But I wouldn't say they're, like, as motivated as me when it comes to the personal finances. Um, not saying to bash them or anything like that, but, you know. No, and, I, and yeah, I'm I'm definitely not trying to start any trying to start any roommate drama. If one of them happened to listen to this. I guess I was just. Did they ever say anything like what you're doing? What? Wait, you, you're gonna you're gonna approach? I mean, did they ever question anything? Do you ever share anything with them, or do you guys all just kind of mind your own p's and q's? Yeah, um, I mean, we're all great friends, and they know that I'm into trading and stuff and and learning real estate. But I I don't really talk. You know, I, they don't seem that interested, I think. So it's not like we get to brainstorm and talk about this stuff. And I would love to be able to talk about this stuff. I could talk about it all day, but I think they're, you know, they're not really interested. And 
that's fine. Yeah. Do you, I mean, with the, the money thing, yeah, it's money, but do you ever kind of just enjoy the, the challenge of it where you're like, okay, I have, you know, this number here, what can I do to grow this number? And, you know, sometimes growing this number means this number has got to go down at first before I can grow this number. Or I could, I mean, does, does that intrigue you at all? Do you think that plays Ab- into it? Cause for yeah, me, that's- I love that. And uh, back to what I said, like in high school, like I always enjoyed math and science and, you know, the math that we work on for, you know, running real estate numbers or, doing risk first reward when trading it's simple math but still enjoyable it's not like integrals and stuff like that but yeah i love i love seeing how numbers play out and how they affect different outcomes and stuff and i think that's that's where for some people people that have more so the entrepreneurship it's it's not that they're greedy it's not that it's all about the money but i think at the core entrepreneurs like okay I have this number and let's just say this number is $1,000. So how can I get this number, this $1,000 to get even bigger? Well, I, I, I got I to gotta do something and that's, that's the challenge. It's all measured in numbers. It's just that these numbers happen to be actual money. So that's, you know, and I think a lot of people, they lose track of that is they're just like, just uh, doing it for the money, doing it for the money. Like, no, they're, they're doing it because that's the game of the numbers that they're playing. The, the, mm-hmm. the score just happens to be kept as far as, you know, dollars and cents. So it sounds mm-hmm. like, um, and not everybody's like that. Not everybody enjoys that game of numbers. So your, your roommates, it sounds like they're just, yeah, whatever. I, it, it is what it is. But you, on the other hand, it sounds like you do enjoy, you know, trying to take numbers, in this case, money, and then just trying to get it to, to grow to even more money and then eventually you know back to the passive income just have that money literally working for you and growing as you're sleeping or as you're you're doing whatever but i mean yeah i mean none of this is out of greed like we discussed earlier yeah um i'm sure you read the book rich dad poor dad yeah that's that's definitely a a classic one yeah yeah and that was a, a great one to just hit at home of you know how you can have money work for you and rather than you work for money. And I, I really just love that concept. Yeah. I, um, I mean, there's a lot of nice one liners and stuff, but the one that's, I, I've always kind of taken away from that is, uh, you know, a poor person says I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. A rich person says, how can I afford that? Yes. And that's kind of just, that's the challenge though. How, how do you get from point A to B to actually accomplish, you know, that rather than sit there and say, well, I just can't afford it. It's like, well, I mean, there's. And yeah, asking the question, how is the first step of getting to the solution? Because if you just say you can't, then you're not even going to be able to open your mind up to the solutions that can get you to where you want to be. No, that, yeah. Well said. Exactly. I mean, there's a big difference between can't and how. And um, unfortunately, I, I think uh, I'm, I don't I'm not going to turn this into a I, I rant and rave enough. I, I hopefully for listeners who are like, oh, this is a breath of fresh air and you just not sitting here ranting and raving. But I I did have this. Did you see the the meme I posted um, recently about the, like the electric electrical guy and then the college guy? And it was like a comparison. Um, was it on Instagram? It was on Inst- No, it was uh, yeah, it was on Money with Clay Instagram. 
Um, I probably, I, I maybe. I'm just, Anyways, <laughs> I guess. Um, where, where is it? So, for listeners' sake, you know, there, it, it goes back and compares these two things. Oh, did he delete his tweet? Oh, uh-huh. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I liked it. Disconnected Jim's electricity non-payment. Oh, the guy deleted it. I should have screenshotted it. Anyway, well, that's a buzzkill. Shoot. Well, that kind of destroys the purpose of I was going to kind of get your thoughts, but I don't remember exactly how he put it. But it was one. Of, it basically boiled down to, um, you know, cheering for everybody. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You want to cheer for people. You want to be nice. But when you see people that are not making the the most logical choices, I mean, it's just it's kind of like a fine line. But like I said, I can't I can't quite bring it up now because why did that person do that? Uh, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. But so, uh, and we're at we're at an hour and a half. I I could have sworn we had just started, but you still got a little a couple more minutes. Yeah, I got plenty of time. All right. Um, good. Good. I think. Uh, well, one thing in, ter- in terms of you know being debt free and, and the process. Um, so after I got your money method course, I organized my loans. Um. From lowest, like like you said in the courses, yep. and start paying them off. Like you said, you know how to organize them and pay them off. And then when you pay one off, you take the minimum payment from that and put it towards your next loan. And it really helped, you know, more efficiently get rid of my loans. And then, like I said too, whenever I would have extra money from traveling or whatnot, I would just toss that at my loans. Um, but I do have to say, um, give a thank you to my grandmother, who. Um, before she passed away, she gave me some money to put towards my loans, which, you know, if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't have paid off my student loans at this time. But anyways, I, I needed to give credit where it was due and, and say that, you know, it wasn't all on my own. I did have some help, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. No, that's uh well, that's nice grandma. And um, <laughs> do you, do you think that she gave you the money because she saw you being responsible with it? Or is this just something that had been planned for a long time? Um, no, I think it was the, the former. Um, she, yeah, she knew that I had loans and um, she was my grandfather's significant other. And she always knew that, you know, I was responsible and stuff. And it wasn't like, um, I don't think it was originally supposed to be given to me. You know what I mean? But when, you know, when she gave it to me, she said, put this towards your student loans. And I said, I definitely will. Okay. So, and that's kind of the, the, what I'm trying to get at here is earlier. And this is, I mean, you would think that this was all stage, but I, I made the comment. We had the discussion about, you know, it's weird how, when you just get a game plan, when you get stuff together, it's weird how stuff works out for your finances. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, his grandma did it because, oh, he bought from moneywithclay.com. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when you just have an overall kind of responsibility towards money, when you don't prove to be just a total, uh, yeah, when you, you don't totally be a, when you don't prove to be a total moron where you spend money as quick as it comes in, people take yes. notice of that, whether it's, family, whether it's friends, whether it's, and it sounds like, like you said, 
there was the original plan wasn't necessarily to give it to you, but I, I think it's a, a relatively rational and logical conclusion or, or theory to throw out there that she noticed, oh, wow, Kainoa is not a degenerate gambler. Kainoa is <laughs> not a total moron with his money. He's got some goals. He's got some ambitions. He's trying to manage his personal finances as best as possible. He didn't go and get a degree in but you know Bulgarian wood chipping. He got a degree, <laughs> Salsi, Bulgaria. Oh man, that's the key, the country part. But I I I think from what I hear is I, I get it and I, I appreciate the fact that you gave credit where credit's due, but at the same time I think you also created some of that for yourself because you were acting in a way that made her want to give it to you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I think because a lot of, well, I didn't have anybody give me that. And if that is your point, as soon as Kainoa said that, here is my point to you. How do you know that somebody doesn't have the ability to do that for you, but that the reason it's not happening for you is because you're a total moron with your money? Is that at least a possibility for the person that throws up their arms and says, see, Kainoa didn't do it all on his own. He had his grandma help bail him out. All I'm saying is, will you at least acknowledge that maybe you have the same opportunity, but the opportunity isn't presenting itself because you're not conducting yourself in a way that would want somebody to help you out? I mean, that's mm-hmm. something you got to keep in mind when you're always playing, well, such and such had this. Well, you could have that too. Who knows? Maybe you could have something 10 times more than Kainoa did, but because you're just sitting there always complaining and victim card and you know, you, you're a total dingbat with your money, I don't know. That's just something to throw out there. Maybe it's not a possibility. And you know what? I never said any of this is fair or easy, but you know, it's just something – it's weird how when you get a game plan together and you just have an overall, you know, when you kind of build your brand of what yourself is, you know, certain things, you know, people take notice of that. And um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate that. But I think I think you played a, a pretty large role in having that happen uh, to yourself. Now, I mean, would you still say that? I mean, it sounds like you're a well-oiled machine. So, I mean, you would have... Um, You'd still be paying on those loans right now, but it's not like it, it, you'd be paying on them for the next 10 years no. or anything, right? No. I mean, I'd still have some left over, but it would probably be, be able to be paid off within a year or so. Okay. So let's just say for a second, because I, I know I, I can see the detractors. Actually, yeah, less. Less than a year. All right. So your grandma never even did that for you. You're still looking at maybe, <laughs> okay, that would just mean you'd be paying on your loans for like a year or more. Yeah we'll call it 18 months, a year and a half more. I mean, just let's even call it two years more. Two years, Kainoa's 20, you said four or five, 25. 20, 25. You're going to turn 26 like next week. So yep. we'll just call him 26. Even if it did take two years, okay, fine. Now he's 28 years old, not even, he's still two years away from being 30 and he's got all his loans gone. Look at the stats. Listen to past podcasts. There are some horror stories out there with people a whole lot older than age 28 with student loans. So let's even removing grandma from the picture because Kainoa has a game plan and he actually made some thought process. You know, he he's putting himself in a, in a, in a good position. Um, so 
But yes, thank you, Grandma. You sped things up by, we'll, we'll just call it two years in our hypothetical uh, example. And mm-hmm. do you, and now you're, you're, you're putting money in like your 401k and all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Does the government do matching or anything? Yeah. And I, I am taking the max matching um, from them. Okay, good. That's, um, so, I mean, if the government's paying you, yeah, I guess that's fine. I mean, I don't know. That's not, I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I'm okay with it because I know you and you're good with it, but if the government is matching people's, but they're, that's my tax dollars they're matching with. And I know some of these government jobs are like the biggest joke. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I I mean, I'm not planning on relying on that for retirement. And that's why I'm trying to set myself up with additional sides, sides of income and stuff so I can be able to live the lifestyle that I want when I'm getting older. Yeah, no, that's multiple streams of income. You want to have, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, the, the, the tried and true financial, uh, financial principle out there that really is, uh, that holds steady. Um, I mean, do you have I like I said, we're, we're we're over an hour and a half now. But I did you have anything? I did, some people show up with these things and have notes and stuff. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring about, or, or are you feeling pretty good? I don't have any notes on me, but I guess I have just out of curiosity. Uh, I remember when you released the Slab Money Method course, and uh, you talked about you gave the example how you were like 160 grand in debt. Yep, and you paid it off. Was that a real estate investment um have you gotten to my story no not I, yet okay I'll there probably you go. Learn about it there yeah yeah i i literally walk you through my journey in real estate and kind of my journey because there's a whole bunch of learning lessons within it so it's mm. i it's it sounds maybe like uh um, self, not self-righteous, but it sounds kind of like, uh, oh, me, me, me. But there's like a whole mm. bunch of stuff that can be learned from it. So you'll get to it. I don't even, I don't remember what, quite what I call the video module. I think it maybe is my story or my strategy or, um, but there's something in there that'll, that'll explain all of that. And cool. I, yeah, I, I, I break down like the biz, like my personal model, mm-hmm. uh, in depth, and then you'll see kind of how all that plays out. But, um, so yeah, it's coming your way. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. Awesome. Um, and to you listeners out there, sorry if you want to know, you got to just buy the course. Plug. <laughs> there we go. That was beautiful. Invest That'll, in your education. Yeah, exactly. That'll rub some people. No, the people that that would really irritate, they probably shut this off a long time ago. I mean, the people that are still <laughs> listening right now would would they would understand the value and you know it, it takes money to make money and part of that is uh, knowledge and um, as far as I know what community colleges charge. I know what I charge and I know the skills oh. I teach compared to the, some of the skills that colleges will, will teach. And I'll just say this, it's more than fair pricing. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. So, I mean, you don't, you, there's no girlfriend, right? Nope. Do you have an eye? Do you have your eye on somebody or? No, nah, man, I'm just, uh, you, you're just, just hustling. You're just doing just your doing thing. thing. All right. Okay. All right. And, and I mean, I'm not opposed, but, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm good. I, I like how everything is right now. Besides the fact that, you know, I want to be self-employed sooner than later, but that's all good. I'll working towards that. 
I mean, you're you're 26. So let's just how let's say how old am I? Let's do that. Carry the two. Divide by seven. I'm 35. So I mean. And I, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I feel great. Like I feel my men, like I'm, I'm feeling good. So you still have seven years before you're even 35. And even at 35, you're still going to be like feeling super young, super. So, I mean, you're good, man. You got, you got plenty of time. So I'm glad to hear that you're not like freaking out or rushing or anything like that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So just uh, keep on chugging, man. And no, no other notes, any other questions, any other rabbit holes you want to, you want to venture down? Um, separate from the uh, debt, I think I just recent listened to your podcast with um, Hey Forty, which was awesome, and he's from New Rhode Island, like me. And you definitely got we got to plan a meet and greet out here. Um, and if you ever needed help doing that, I'd be happy to help set that up. Have you proposed that before, or no? I might have mentioned it in the chat. I don't know. Well, I, I'm just saying, be careful when people, if you, if, when people are like, oh, oh help set helping? up, it's like, oh, really? <laughs> Yo, okay. Because I'm not going to lie. Event planners, I don't know what the job market for event planners looks like. So, but as far as I'm concerned, that seems like a, a good business to go into because I will speak very frankly. I, I don't like doing it. It stresses me out. Nate probably doesn't like do doing it because it's it stresses me out and then I get on his case and he probably doesn't like it. So yeah, if you're willing, then I've never been to Rhode Island. All I know about Rhode Island is, I mean, Providence, Dumb and Dumber, Harry and Lloyd. I mean, I, I'd, I'd want to, I mean, that's, but um, okay. All right. We'll, we'll keep that in mind, but you also have to promise to try to come out here to, to Michigan this summer. Yeah. For ours. Yeah. Um, and by no means, you don't have to schedule it around me. I just, I won't be, I'm going to Europe um, the second half of August, but if it's before then, I'll definitely try to make it. Second half of up. August. Yeah, I guess I can't because it's, yeah, I really don't know because a yeah. lot of it has to do with my, my game plan is I know that a certain week in June is out, but I want to um, because the uh, my my sister-in-law who helps me with my real estate stuff, like she pretty much... Her title is operations manager. She collects all the payments and does all that stuff. So I don't have to worry about it. But it's it's almost been like 10 years since I've gotten into all this stuff. So um, I want to take her and her husband, um, who's a good friend. So my her husband is my... This is getting way too confusing. Anyways, point being, I want to get back out to Denver uh, and hike Pikes Peak, which is a mm. huge hiking trail because they're outdoorsy people. And that's just a good... But anyways, so that's something else I got to plan. Um, and I got to figure out that. So as soon as I get that planned, which will dictate based on their schedule too, then I can kind of branch off. So yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. but that's kind of my game planning method right now is uh, get it, get that date in stone. And then I can, you know, plan around from there. Um, you know, 4th of July makes it pretty easy to avoid that. But second half of August, I'll keep it in mind, um, but yeah, no, no promises. I was curious. Um, how did your investment go on the lake house? Uh, that's a good question. It is um, it is just kind of sitting there now. Uh, I'm. It became a matter of, okay, well, you can do like a bunch of remodeling and kind of, well, do this and then kind of rearrange that. But at some point, 
which I had people kind of remind me and just throw out there, which is which is very valid, especially in this. Um, well, although things have cooled down, but with the trades, like the trades are just hammered, like because goes back to our discussion with college, right? Everybody going off to college, and then there's a there's a lack of supply as far as demands. So mm. we're like, listen, I mean, people can do it, I can do it, but I'm going to definitely throw in the hassle factor. So the hassle factor is just going to cost you more because I can go out and get a, a lot more easier jobs to do. So mm. I mean, so it's like, all right, well, I can either pay a little bit more to kind of revamp the plan here or just stick with it and technically save a little bit, but not that much because, I mean, it's all a bunch of annoying stuff that contractors don't want to work at. So that's kind of my long answer of saying, as of right now, I am just in total cash hoarding mode um, because anything I do do there is going to be in cash. I am not taking out Mm -hmm. any debt to do anything. So what I want to do is now going to require more cash than what I had originally planned um, because of the reasons I just gave you. So it's kind of one of those where I'm willing to pay a little bit more to get exactly what we want rather than Mm -hmm. pay a little bit less and only save a little bit or pay a little bit less, but not get exactly what we want. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of the plan is um, the one option A is kind of, yeah, I mean, it could still potentially happen, but for now, my kids are young enough where even if it takes, uh, let's just call it two years, three years to save up, uh, I hopefully it's not that long. But even if it does, I mean, that still puts my oldest at only nine. So there's still plenty of time for everybody to to enjoy it from the kid's perspective and all that. Mm. But um, I'm in cash hoard, cash hoarding mode is the best way to answer that question. Hmm. Cool. So, so, but uh, yeah, the 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 long like big picture goal is that'd be pretty cool to have like some. I mean, I, I guess I could open up to a meetup, but like have people up there that I, I I'm totally comfortable with. So I would now put you in that club just because. I mean, if you're on this podcast, that means that I, you know, like I I I feel I'm comfortable enough to want to have a, a two hour conversation with you. But like, it, I think it'd be cool if. You know, I could invite 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 certain people up. Just be like, "Hey, you know, come hang out at the at the lake house," which is so. I don't know that, but that would be all, so cool. Yeah, that that's just kind of big picture goals. But I think it'd be cool not only from the kid perspective, but also from a like the creepy perspective of, "Hey, I, I met some of these people in an internet chat room." Um, so now let's go hang out at the lake house. But <laughs> and for you listeners, yes, Kaino and I met in an internet chat room. Uh, sure, it happens to be my internet chat room that I run through the other business, but still, it is all kind of creepy when you stop. Even heck, even this whole podcast right here came from the fact that we met each other in an internet chat room. Um, but it is yeah. what it is. Are you um? Are you looking? I guess I'm just asking you questions about real estate because I'm interested. No, that's cool. No, let's go for um, it. I um, I can talk real estate all day long. Sweet. Are there? Uh, have you come across any deals that you're looking at right now? I remember on your, uh, I think it was your New Year's. Um, I watched all your YouTube I, videos. Yeah, by the I way. did. I did. I mentioned <laughs> keeping an eye out. Um, yeah. So have you come across anything? I, you know, honestly, I haven't really looked that hard. I've been kind of doing what I've told you to do. Just keep a general eye out for things. But with the maintain the gains, finally getting that launched. And then uh, right now we're moving into uh, a a redesign of Clay Trader 4.0. So that's sucking up a bunch of my time. And then there's uh, from that video. Also, I I mentioned the Clay Explains uh, 
video mm. stuff. So I've been work. I've been putting together that first two first video supply versus demand. I mean, if you stop and think about it, if you don't understand supply versus demand, then you don't understand anything because supply versus demand literally can explain any situation in life, like anything. Like, yep. give me any scenario. And I can explain it with supply versus demand. So that's going to be the first video. And then the next one's going to be what is inflation. So I've been working on that. Uh, so that's kind of, again, my long answer of saying I have, but I really haven't because I just, there's so much other stuff going on. Oh, now, something that you can when, relate to, I think, probably because yeah. you haven't participated in the community yet, but <laughs> uh, I'll let it slide. Um, but yeah, so- I'm keeping an eye on things. When you say you're keeping an eye on things, what's your way of looking at properties? Are you just kind of on Zillow or are you marketing at all? Like, No, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not marketing just because, um, I mean. It doesn't sound like, you know, expanding the real estate business is the priority right now. So I can yeah, see. Yeah, it's, it's really be. not just because the, the market doesn't. It's out of my personal comfort level right now. I don't really like the numbers. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. I was spoiled a little bit when I first got started. Um, but I mean, the market around here just got absolutely insane where like houses that, you know, yeah, could have been bought for, let's just say 40,000 are now going for, you know, 80, 90. It's just, it's like um, absolutely crazy. And those numbers may sound super low to you. I don't know what like the normal. It's definitely low to where my. Yeah. My, what's like um, a normal price for you? It's really pricey out here. Like, um, I think you know, couples of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. Um, and what I would like to do is, you know, for if I can find a good house hack deal where, you know, find a property that has room to improve, where you can get a good deal buying into it to start with. Um, that's what I would be looking for. But I'm, you know, I haven't seen anything like that yet. Yeah, that's but even uh, even like a, a rundown multi-unit property here i could see still going for over 100 grand oh really yeah are you uh are you handy or or are you opposed to to maybe fixing something up or do you do you want something moving ready i so no i i don't have a lot of experience with being handy but i'm definitely not opposed to being you know putting that sweat equity in um but you know i don't have that experience yet so it would be, uh, I don't know, it would depend what it is and what would require fixing. And, you know, I think cosmetic stuff, so I could be able to learn how to do that. But some of the really major stuff that might need improvement or something, I would have to account for hiring contractors to take care of that and put that into the numbers. Yeah, I don't want to see, I don't want you email me and saying, hey, I haven't been around because I'm digging a new foundation with a shovel. <laughs> oh, you hired somebody? Yeah. No, I, I got a backhoe. I don't know how to drive the thing, but I'm digging out a new foundation because it's cracked. I I would agree with you. There's definitely, there's a fine line out there where you just pay somebody else to do it. Um, mm. I heard the line, uh, it's one of my favorites. You know, you don't pay the plumber to bang on the pipes. You pay the plumber because he knows where to bang on the pipes. So mm. it's, uh, you know, one of those kind of, sticky situations out there but um yeah i mean i'm i'm looking uh, and but as far as expanding right now 
I mean, I'm always up for expanding, but just like in trading, you don't want to force a trade. I don't want to yep. just force a property for the sake of having another one in the portfolio. Um, and, you know, I'm happy where I'm at with the, with the cash flow and stuff I have. Still have nine properties awesome. uh, in, the, in the in the portfolio. So that's... Is it all seller financed? Yeah, all, uh, all land contracts. Um, and... Uh, I mean, all of them, technically speaking, all of them I could literally take back right now because the the balloon period has ended. I think they were all, I think they all ended in 2017 where like they were supposed to be able to buy me out by now. Mm. Um, so I, I talked to the, the lawyer and they're like, well, yeah, I mean, you could if you want. I mean, the, the you'd be, but I'm like, I, don't, I mean, I'm in it for the money. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm not like a total savage. It's like, no. if you're paying me, then fine. I'll, I'll just sit here and collect my passive income, even though I could take yes. the house back right now. So um, I am in it for money, but to an extent. I mean, if, if you're going to pay me, then I'm not going to sit there and rip the house out of your fingers. And yeah. uh, as, as I mean, but some of them, it's just, I don't understand. It's very clear. If you do not pay on time, there is a 5% of, you know, the, the, the so f- it's like for some of these people, it's like 20 to 30 bucks, we'll call it range. It's like every single month. I know it's showing up, but it's late. So it's like, thank you for the extra twenty to thirty dollars. But it, it, is it? Do you realize how much you could be saving every year if you mm-hmm. just paid like three days earlier and, and paid it on time? So I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I mean, uh, so people pay, but a lot of them are consistently late every month. Which what are your? For, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you? Are, is your are your tenants? Are they all like the same demographic or like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know they're. Uh, it's pretty mixed, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, but I would say it's. I don't think it's biased in one way or the other. I think it's it's actually. I mean, from from all gamuts, from all demographics, I would say, and I'm not even talking about a race or anything. I'm, I'm I mean, I mean, I think I was thinking more of like age. Yeah, like, and I was going to say even age, age wise, age wise is is across the board. I have oh, okay. a, a mom and her daughter, and her daughter, but her daughter's in like uh, her. So she's an older mom because her daughter's in her like twenties or thirties. Uh, have a, a a younger, you know, younger single guy. Uh, at least he was single when I sold it. I don't know if something, but yeah, all over the place from an, even from an age perspective. Um, so are, are all these tenants, are they coming from, you know, they can't get pre-approved for a conventional loan and they have to resort to someone financing to them. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what makes it more risky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, people are like, well, I shouldn't say it happened, but some people are like, Oh, you're a, you're a scumbag. You're charging those interest rates. It's like, wait a second. Wait a second. Mm. Do you not understand how risk reward works? These people cannot get financed at a traditional bank. Why? Because they are deemed too risky. Why? Well, either credit or for some sort of situation, the bank has said, no, 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 no. We can't work with you. You are too risky. So by mm-hmm. nature, they are risky. And I know, I understand you know this. I'm just talking to more so the listeners. So when they come to me, I say, yeah, you know what? I I am willing to work with you, but because you are riskier than other people, I need to have a higher reward because I am taking on higher risk. Therefore, there needs to be a higher reward. So that's why I I charge higher interest rates. 
Uh, but still, these people are saying, hey, I'll gladly pay that because at least you're giving me the opportunity to, to, to purchase and, and buy a home and build equity in a home and all that. So it is still a win-win, but sometimes people just don't quite understand how risk and reward works out. But yeah, you absolutely nailed it. These people, if I, I put it like this, you know, you don't want to be dealing with me because if you're dealing with me, that implies that you have been deemed too risky for, you know, a traditional loan. And if mm-hmm. you're, you're too risky, well, that just, that that's, that's why debt, that's why credit, that's why bad financial decisions can come back and get you. Because as soon as you, you know, that credit score or that, you know, whatever, gets dinged up and people start saying you're risky. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, you can't say that it's the end of the road, but it's just going to be more expensive road because people, you know, they, they got to be paid for the, for the higher risk they're, they're, they're taking on. Right. So, but yeah, that's kind of how it all works. And I mean, I, I, let's see, I think um, my average is probably like 9%, I think. So it's, it's a nice it's it's good passive income that's really the best way to put it and i i could make a little bit more if i didn't pay the for uh teresa is her name if i didn't pay teresa but for me it's just you know there's only so much time in a day right so i mean yeah just uh she deals with the headaches and she had she uh did property management stuff back in the day so she has experience with that but yeah, I mean it's very it's very, the only time I get involved in the real estate is if I need to like get in touch with the attorney to once in a while you have to send a threatening letter like hey if you don't pay up <laughs> it's game on and usually that kicks them into gear but yeah for me it, it's very hands off I mean she even deposits the checks and all that sort of stuff so her name's on the bank account and so I I literally really don't do that much unless it comes to finding a deal or you know needing to bring in the lawyers to potentially take the house back but. Yeah, very hands-off. Cool. Um, One of the things I wanted to ask you, I remember um, I saw a picture of you you posted on social media. I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was a picture of you of like all your binders and books and stuff that you kind of – what you bought to invest in your education about real estate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was like $4,000 worth or something. Yep. But uh, when you were doing that, were you getting involved in real estate simply from the mindset of trying to diversify your income streams? And, um, and after, yeah, like, was that your main motivation to get involved in real estate or was it just, you know, another way to increase passive income or something to help you with your, um, endeavors, like pursuing your personal business and stuff? For me, that's a good question. Um, I've always had this, like, I'm a pretty lazy person. So <laughs> I've always like, I just want to wake up and be like, I don't feel like doing anything, but the money still got to show up. So it was, it all starts with, so that's kind of like the challenge of the numbers. Like I don't do this because I'm greedy and I want to make a bunch of money. I do it because that's kind of my goal is how can I make the numbers work that get me to that lazy point where I have maximum passive income. Um, And so that's kind of, I did it twofold just because that's part of the game. And one part of the game of growing numbers and making numbers work, you know, kind of from the entrepreneurial side of things like we discussed earlier. I mean, real estate is a way to do that. So that was kind of the overarching reason. And then the next reason would be, well, okay, this can also help me get to the passive income. So that that's also where it came from. Um, 
And so that was kind of the driving force was just, well, let's see if I can make this work. And mm. does that answer your and, question? Yeah. And I was always wondering, how long did it take you from that moment when you started buying, you know, the material to start learning how to go about real estate investing to the point where you bought your first investment property? Oh, man. Taking me down memory lane. I don't know. Honestly, uh, several. I do remember this. I always. Um, I, now you you definitely probably took it to another level as far as our studying ways. But I, I, I remember I'd wake up like I do now, super early before the markets and all that sort of stuff. So I could get my, at that point, study time in. Now it's kind of content creation time. But back then mm. it was so I could study. And I remember I would just, you know, go through and I'd write stuff down, write stuff down, write, I don't know, highlight stuff. And, um, but I honestly, I don't remember how long that, how long that took. I think what I, I will say this is, after I went and got my real estate license and I could start to actually get in the houses, look at the houses and stuff like that, it was pretty soon after then um, because it kind of it, it motivated me in the sense of, OK, now I have to pay for this license every month um, and it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give you a number because I don't want to set some sort of false expectation. Yeah, but definitely yeah, yeah. months, at least. Yeah, at least three to four months, at least. Uh, but definitely, it wasn't like years. It definitely was within a year. I, 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 okay. I will say that. Um, but it was not like ah. I want to give you. Let's see. I moved back here in two thousand ten. Yeah, I, I feel good with that. Let's call it six months to a year. Probably something like that. Cool. Cool. I feel I feel so sketchy, but I honestly, I mean, this was in my defense. This is let's see, it's twenty nineteen now, and this was like almost seven years ago, eight years ago. So I can't quite remember. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm not trying to be no, sketchy. No, 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 no. That's cool. I was just um, curious. Yeah, no, that's uh, well, that all makes sense. That all makes sense. Yeah. But uh, that's why I would also say, even if you just go out there and like look at some houses, like that's just good experience. Like, yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, it's 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 a little sketchy because you I you know you always want to be respectful of people's time. But I mean, if you, if you find an agent, do you know any real estate agents that are like buddies? No, not yet. Yeah, okay. I've, bu- I've been to um. There's a real estate investor group association here. It's called the Rhode Island Real Estate Investor Group. And they hold meetings every third Thursday of the month. And I've been going to there um, a couple times if I'm around and not traveling for work. But it's it's great. Um, you know, they have like the first hour, they'll have some veteran local real estate investor who comes up and just gives a random topic. And then like the last hour of the night, it's total networking time, you know, and everyone just kind of meets and talks with each other and stuff. And so far going there, I was just in learning mode. You know, I was just there to listen and take it all in. Um, I didn't network with anyone yet. Um, but, but yeah, so I have not, you know, gotten in touch with a real estate agent yet and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just fine line because, like I said, you don't want to expect somebody to be showing you a bunch of properties when you know right now it's not like you're super, super ready to buy but yeah. at the same time, it, that is, I mean, just getting out there and, and 
actually walking through a duplex or, or, or whatever, or just letting people know, hey, I'm in the market for a duplex because it goes back to our mm-hmm. point way back when. For all you know, maybe there's some smoking hot deals out there on a duplex. And a realtor is going to have their pulse on the market. The, the the key thing here is this, though. You know how to cross check. You know how to kind of double check what the realtor tells yeah. you because realtors can definitely, oh, yeah, here's a great deal. And you're like, all right, well, let me run my comps on it. Let me go. Let me put it through my system and, and I'll see if I agree or not. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, like, who knows? Maybe you, for all you know, maybe you are ready to buy right now because there's a smoking hot deal and you can confirm with your process, with your system that it is a smoking hot deal. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'd say maybe get out there and kind of look for some stuff um, because, yeah, that's what really prompted me was actually getting into the environment, like in a house, uh, uh, taking notes on a piece of paper is important. Don't get me wrong, but that can only take you so far. Um, mm-hmm. And but when you actually get out there in a weird way, it kind of built my confidence. Like, OK, yeah, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I was still stu- really scared for that first deal. It's like, holy crap. All right. Yep. This is this is this is five digit purchase here that I'm making. Um, but which sounds pretty low to you when you're used to six digits, you know, but at that still first deal, but you kind of got to just get out there and do it. So I'd say try to hook up with a realtor or um, I mean, if anything, or just find the duplex and have the showing agent show you, let you in. I mean, it's not like you have to necessarily even find a buyer's agent or anything like that. Um, But yeah, that, that, that might get your, uh, that might get the momentum rolling that much more. Yeah, no, that's awesome stuff. And uh, definitely start preparing to, start doing that yeah i, sure. I think uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear how that starts to play out for you so you'll have to keep me uh keep me posted on it because this, sure yeah that's that's good stuff well i mean anything we're at two hours now man and um this is good stuff any other questions or anything or we want to call this good um i think i'm good i you know thank you again for the opportunity to come speak with you i definitely enjoyed it and um and yeah i'll definitely be you know love to do this again yeah, for sure. And hopefully I'll see you in Michigan. And I will definitely be seeing you soon in the online community, or at least I hope. Uh, but that's yeah. awesome, man. I'm, I'm fired up now. I, I did not know. I did not realize you were a member of that. Um, and I mean, you played sports. So to me, it's kind of I feel like I'm back in high school where like you got the camaraderie of some sort of like kind of everybody's got the same goal and everybody can like cheer each other on and stuff like that. Mm. So, I, you know, I'm. I'm I don't know. I feel like I'm having deja vu of, of back in the day, but I'll be seeing you in the community, um, right? Yeah. And, you know, thank you again for setting this up and, and doing this stuff. And, you know, it's great how you're helping so many people uh, like myself and, you know, good stuff and kudos to you. And I definitely uh happy that you, you do this type of work and stuff. Well, you're welcome, but it's a, it's a win-win deal because I'm glad you're learning, but I'm also very motivated by stories like yours and people like you, but like I always say on the on the on the webinars, uh, people like you make me crusty because I see how some people act, and I'm just like, 
no, I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind because I know yeah. that my thought process, because I know there's actually quality people out there. I just like, I have a bunch of data points of that and you're one of those data points. So, I mean, it is your fault that some people call me a jerk because, <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I know that there's people out there that fit into my kind of category. They exist and Kainoa, you are definitely one of them. So, Hey man, thank you for hanging out and we'll have to have you back and just hang out at some point Hold in the on. future. I, uh, I lost you again. Oh, we can still hear you, so don't cuss. Hello? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry. There we go. I just That's, heard. Yeah. yeah. I heard the falling down. I'm, I'm glad. Oh. Do, I need to, do I need to call the ambulance or anything? <laughs> We're good. All right, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, I was just asking before you threw me on the ground. Are are you? Would you be willing to come back again at some point in the future and hang out? Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you for uh, for hanging out, and yeah, we'll be keeping in touch. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I want to just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.